This is the Nearside Low Podcast, brought to you by Missouri Water Polo. For all highlights, scores, and updates, please visit www.mowaterpolo.com. Cue the suspenseful music. This is championship water polo season. All right, here we are with uh, another Nearside Low podcast. Um, we're going to call this one 7.5 uh, as we uh, wanted to get a quick recording in for you guys to give you the uh, semifinal preview, uh, which should be taking place tonight of the release of recording. Um, I, as usual, am your uh, host, uh, Charlie Catelli, uh, Parkway West Longhorn, and my co-host... Ray Crankamp, uh, referee, coach, whatever you want to call me. Legend. Let's just <laughs> leave it at that, all right? Uh, and so we're here to uh, to talk some quick polo with you guys. So um, first and foremost, we want to recap Saturday real quick. Uh, I don't think uh, there were any surprises um, as far as uh, as far as far who came out on top. Um, I'm super lucky, again, to be working with this partner because um, most of you don't know, but Coach Ray was on STL today gathering stats and, and uh, doing the uh, the gritty work. Uh, I just sit here and wheel and deal, and that's why I usually pass it off when it's uh, time to talk about scores and games. So hit it, Ray. I know you got it. <laughs> I don't know about that. but uh, So we'll go through the games uh, as, as we talk about the uh, quarterfinal matchups. But um, most of the games played out with the top seed winning. The, the lone exception was Clayton over Marquette, which we'll talk about in a minute, but uh, the games weren't, I mean, I, I was thinking there were going to be a lot of close games, and uh, that didn't necessarily pan out, but definitely leading the way for some good matchups on Tuesday night. All right, and so uh, if we roll into, I think we'll be at Kirkwood High School for two of the, the first two matches we're going to talk about, um, and the first one I think is scheduled at 4.30, uh, and that is the number one seed, uh, St. Louis U High versus uh, Clayton. And Correct, so uh, so first game at Kirkwood tomorrow is going to hurt. Tuesday is uh, Slough High against Clayton. Uh, Slough got to this place by beating Fort Zumwalt West 21-4. to um, The game kind of went as you would have expected. Expected Slough got goals from all its players um, in a pretty convincing victory. Uh, Clayton had a that, the one upset, as you would call it, by rankings, beat Marquette by a score of 9-6. to uh, They came out strong going off to a five-goal lead um, at the end of the first quarter. Um, and then kept uh, Marquette's biggest scores um, off the board for the most part throughout the game. So um, 9-6 win for Clayton. Uh, this marks the first time since 2012 they've advanced to uh, the quarterfinal round. So a good good note for Clayton there. Yeah, and uh, you know, I want to say at the beginning of the season, uh, Coach Welch, my assistant over at Parkway West, uh, he, uh, he had Clayton as uh, his dark horse. Um, he felt like they were going to do some good things. Uh, they had some pretty good wins this year, and so uh, Coach uh, Judd Brooks over there, I hope you uh, listen to the Nearside Low podcast. We're sending you a little love. It sounds like you got the program uh, heading in the right direction, and uh, it's pretty uh, pretty exciting that you guys made it there. Right, so Slough High against Clayton tomorrow. I, I mean, this game I think as many would expect, Slough is obviously heavily favored. Uh, last year, Clayton played Slough in the first round of the tournament um, and lost 22-1. to um, Clayton was a number 17 seed last year, so the fact that they're the number 9 seed this year advancing to the quarterfinal round I think is a, is a big step for them, but obviously quite a uphill battle to uh, face Slew. Definitely, definitely. So good luck to both teams, and that game is Kirkwood at 430. And then following that game, 
at Kirkwood, and I think 5.30 um, is the Parkway West Longhorns versus the DeSmet, Part <laughs> DeSmet Spartans. Um, we got there by beating the Lafayette Lancers Saturday morning. I think the final score was 16-3. to um, I did not watch the DeSmet game. I know, Coach Ray, you did, so you probably can elaborate on that. Yeah, so DeSmet uh, beat CBC 16-5, to um, and that was also a pretty convincing victory. So um, I can tell you in the DeSmet game, uh, they came out 5-1 five, five to one after one quarter, then it was 11-3 at half. Uh, they got seven goals from Thomas Larson, four from Ben Kinnison. Thomas put on almost a clinic, put on – it had some really nice moves – um, in there throughout the game and the Parkway West game, which I think, yeah, I think uh, uh, the write-up that I remember reading, Mitch Griffin scored eight, and I think his uh, younger brother Clark ended up with five, um, and so uh, a pretty good effort by obviously those are our two leading point getters. Um, so I'll give my quick analysis of the game tomorrow night. I'm a big believer at Parkway West and preaching we do what we do. So what we've been practicing all season is what we're going to end the season off with, um, as I think that that's how we play our best. Um, and I would guess that Coach Figueres over at DeSmet probably has a similar philosophy. So I would imagine the game's going to be relatively close. It's going to come down to, as Nick Saban at Alabama would say, execution. And whoever executes better um, is, uh, is definitely going to have a chance at winning that game. I'm sure their job is going to be to slow down uh, Mitch and Clark, and I'm sure that our job is going to be to slow down uh, Ben and uh, Mr. Larson there. So should be an interesting matchup. Ray, what's your take on it? Yeah, so, I mean, three meetings already. Uh, DeSmets won two in overtime. Uh, Parkway West won a one at the Founders Cup by a score of 12-5, to 5, so a little bit bigger margin there. In, in both games, um, when the Griffin brothers have scored more goals, Parkway West has won. Uh, when Larson and Kinnison have scored more goals, the Smets won. So obviously the the, the, the highest scores are going to be a, a big factor in those games. Um, in, the, in the first meeting, when uh, Parkway West won by seven, uh, they got four goals from Jackson Piles. So, I, I mean, obviously your, your big scores are going to make a difference in this game, but I, I think it's also going to depend on who else among these uh, their teammates can step up. I mean, for, for Parkway West, if Jackson Piles or Alex Nazca, Simon Everts can have a big game, or on the other side from DeSmet, you're looking at John Brennan, Tegan Thomas, Mitch Meyer, and some of the others. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a fun game to watch, not only just watching how the coaches adjust, but... Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of factors in play at this game, and that's going to be a good one at 530 at Kirby. Right. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so moving on, um, the other two games I think are going to be played at Limburg. Is that correct? correct? Okay. Are they at 430 and 530? Uh, first game's going to be at 5, second at 615. Okay, so 5 and 615. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, the Ludu Rams versus the Parkway South Patriots. So uh, this is going to be an intriguing matchup just because these teams have not met yet this year. Uh, Ledoux got to this point by beating Kirkwood uh, by a score of 13-8 to on Saturday. Uh, Parkway South beat Chaminade by a score of 16-10. to So um, it's, it's a nice step for Parkway South. The last couple years they've had some really heartbreaking losses in the first round. So uh, this is the first time since 2014 they make it to the quarterfinal round. Um, Ledoux obviously looking to continue to build um, their program going forward. So uh, this, this is an intriguing matchup just because both teams uh, some days have looked really, really good. I mean, we talked last week about how Ledoux looked really good at the Lindbergh invite. Uh, Parkway South has also shown some flashes. I think, I mean, 
even though it's a three against six, this is a really intriguing matchup. And, and you know, I think a lot of people are looking to the the Longhorn Spartan game as being like you know one of the big games of that night. And I, you know, looking at this on paper and stuff, um, we played South twice. Uh, first time we played them at the beginning of the year, I think it was twelve ten, um, and that was a game where we kind of let them hang around and they just would not go away. Um, and second time we played them, I think we kind of our goal was to kind of try and put them away a little bit earlier so they wouldn't hang around. And they are a scrappy team, and so um, that's that that game. You get some good goalie play from Parkway South. They get some big goalies that are pretty solid, um, and you get Marco and uh, Story going on the other end. I mean, it could be. You know, it could be it could be an interesting game. Right. So I'll be curious to see um, how that one turns out. Um, and then at six fifteen, uh, Lindbergh is going to be playing Parkway Central. Correct. So uh, these teams have matched up one time previously in the season, and in that meeting, uh, Lindbergh won by a score of nine to one at the Lindbergh Invite. So that was just a couple weeks ago. Um, and, the, and the previous matchup is indicated by the score. Lindbergh got a nice balance scoring attack, getting some goals from Mason White. Uh, from Natch, uh, Schneider, um, Dieter, and Doyle. So, I mean, they, they had a pretty nice scoring attack, and they did a really good job of shutting down Parkway Central. Tanner Walker was the lone goal in that game for Parkway Central. So, uh, Central's got to be looking to get some more offense generated, um, especially from some of the guys like Kazu Gavin, Nathan Burless. But, um, I mean, that, that'll be an interesting matchup. I mean, Lindbergh got to this point, beat MICDFs this weekend in pretty convincing fashion. Uh, Parkway Central also uh, beat Parkway North pretty handedly, 13-6. to So um, we'll see. I mean, as I said, Lindbergh won the last game pretty handedly. We'll see if, if they can repeat or if this game's going to be a little closer. You know, Coach Showinoff will have um, Parkway Central ready to go. Definitely. And, and I've been – we I think we played Central twice this year. I've been super impressed with Kazu in front of the goal. Um, I've been super impressed with Burles guarding. Um, and I think uh, their third big guy, Tanner, I think is his name. It'll be interesting to see – how involved he'll get on the offensive and defensive end. I think, you know, he's, he could be a wild card there. Definitely really help out Parkway Central. And again, I mean, they had a big win, I don't know, two weeks ago against Ledoux. And so, you know, it could be it could be anybody's ball game. Um, and I feel like, again, we're at a point where everybody's playing one game. They're well-rested. It's not the second or third game of a day. You know, you're not trying to work your bench. You've got your best guys that you want to play. And probably, if they need to, could go a full four quarters, um, which should be a problem. And after hitting the varsity, we want to uh, touch on the uh, JV Championship Tournament. We are down to the Final Four. Um, it looks like uh, we have a Slough-Kirkwood matchup, uh, 4.30 on Wednesday. And it looks like we've got a lindbergh Ledoux matchup, um, 5.30 at Kirkwood. Um, I did not get a chance. I think the Slough game today, they ended up beating DeSmet 9-5. Um, I did get a chance to watch the Kirkwood Parkway West. Um, and that ended up being, I think, 10-4. to 4. Um, And I'm not really sure I'm going to let Ray. Ray's got info on the Lindbergh South and Central Ledoux game. Yeah, Lindbergh uh, beat Parkway South by a score of 8-3, to three, and Ledoux uh, was victorious over Parkway Central by a score of 15-8. All right, and uh, again, it looks like uh, Slew and Kirkwood are playing at... Kirkwood. Kirkwood, and then the Lindbergh Ledoux game is also, so Kirkwood's going to be hosting. It looks like both of those games, so if you're interested in checking those out, it could be some good JV water polo. 
Yeah, so I mean, the good games both on Tuesday and Wednesday. I mean, it's, it's always a fun, fun time of year. It's great to have good water polo coming down the last week of the season. Right, and we wanted to put something together because we knew that you guys probably had an itch for a little podcasting, and uh, so we wanted to scratch that itch for you. Uh, we are going to plan on coming back and record, I think, Wednesday night with our uh, guest host, uh, Hall of Fame legend Don Casey, um, and we'll be releasing that on Thursday. Um, and in that discussion, we will touch on Fast Break Forum, all conference selections, all district selections, because that'll be around the corner, the All-Star game, the girls game, and then we're going to talk with Coach Casey um, about, obviously, by then the Final Four will have been decided, um, and we'll get maybe a little his- historical context on districts and what he thinks about who's who's playing when and where and uh, the future water polo. So uh, check the um, Missouri Water Polo website on Thursday morning for our, uh, our podcast, 8.0. This is Charlie. This is Ray. Signing off.